0: Recording.
1: Yes, sir. Welcome everyone to the Rink Rat Report podcast. As always, joined by Jason today. How's it
0: going? I think we got guns out today. Holy smokes! Yeah. Did I didn't get the memo. Like, what's agency. going on? Do you no. want me to just freaking? Do I don't this think I've what? recorded
1: one episode on video with sleeves on. I don't know.
0: So now you, now you just can't forever. So good luck in the winter. Well, there was one uh, we, yeah,
1: we, we recorded two episodes in one night or something. And I actually had to change the sleeveless I was wearing. Like (laughs) it doesn't, I don't want it to look like you just wear the same shirt every day. Anyways, as we mentioned, we are on YouTube. You can see our ugly mugs on YouTube on video. Please subscribe. Please press the subscribes button. We saw a lot of views last episode, actually. But not a lot of people were subscribed, so like you're just kind of taking money out of our pockets when you do that. So just stop being selfish and hit the subscribe button, please, and thank you. So today we're going to be talking about free agents. Um, We're recording this on Tuesday, June 27th, the day before the NHL entry draft. If you haven't heard our episode, Sam Constantino teeing up the NHL draft, give it a listen. The link will be somewhere on this video, or it's just our last podcast episode, right? yeah
0: so click the top right hand corner it's, it'll be there. I'll put it there. don't worry. and just one thing ninety nine point five just we're an, we're an analytics podcast. we like to lean towards analytics and the YouTube analytics tell us that ninety nine point five percent of the people who viewed our last video are not subscribed. So if you're one of the point five who subscribe, why don't you just drop a comment down below and let us know and if you're not, hit the subscribe button. It's free. If you like our content, you'll get it recommended more. sometimes sometimes to me all the time I watch a YouTube video. I enjoy it and I lose out on the creator because I, I don't get them recommended to me for the next couple months. Then I see them a couple months on the road. I'm like, shit, why didn't I subscribe to them? So make sure you subscribe to us guys. It's free. It doesn't cost you anything. It helps us out a lot. So.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So let's get into it. Free agents. We're going to be talking about the forwards today. Uh, Later in the week, we're going to be talking about defense and goaltenders as well. Uh, But today we're just going to stick with the forwards. Uh, Who's out there. I think even some trade pieces that are, kind of rumored to be available as well. Well, quickly before what I cut you off a cu- a couple
0: of trade pieces, cause this, like, as we'll see, as we go through this video, the free agent class for, for forwards is very, very thin. So, uh, Bad. and the Leafs have a ton of needs to fill. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot of guys to resign or sign, and uh, a lot of guys to kick to the curb too, in terms of like free agents that they're not going to bring back, mm-hmm. hopefully. Um, <laughs> but One thing I wanted to bring up, it was said like um, around the league and it's unanimously known, like this is a weak free agency class, so we're going to see a lot more trades apparently. And so that's where we've seen Ryan Johansson to uh, Colorado from Nashville for pretty much nothing. Like it was Alex Galchenyuk who they're not even going to sign. Uh, We saw also, we actually saw Alex Newhook to the Montreal Canadiens for the 31st and 37th pick. The trade trade market is heating up. Oh, Tyler's a Foley. How can I forget oh, that Foley, one? There's yeah, a bunch okay. more. Anyway, yeah. so we're going to see a lot more trades as opposed because you're not going to be able to fill those top end needs in free agency. Let's get real, right? Yeah. But and, there yeah. are some decent pieces in in free agency, for sure, right? Yeah. So well, we're going to take a look at those guys.
0: Can I quickly just say something? This might be a bananas theory, but like I wonder if this is a reflection of like Teams wanting to be good never ended. Like the, that, teams that wanted to be good over the last couple of years that never were able to do it, now they're going through the, the period where they're legit tanking, right? So they have, mm-hmm. there are teams out there who signed some long term deals that probably didn't fit uh, the direction Kevin Hayes. they should have been going in. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Hayes. And now we're getting to the point where these players are now on the way out towards the end of their contract and they're bad and these teams are still bad. So what are they going to do with them? They're going to ship them out. So I don't know exactly. if that's makes sense just anyways but yeah bro that's like yeah. the, the the sine wave of the nhl you know you know what i mean
1: mm-hmm. exactly so. so let's get into it do you want to start with the center position well first i think we should address like what what, what they the need. least
0: need right right now we have uh we did a great podcast breaking down what i'm gonna plug this uh, the, with uh kevin, kevin and petty. petty we did it a couple of weeks ago breaking down kind of what the least need who we should bring back and like how they should construct their roster more so of like the archetype of players, not so the spe- not so much the spe- specific specific me, player players. Yeah. Um, and Kevin gave some great insights on who he, on some specific players as well, but he gave some great insights on what he, he thinks the future of this roster should look like. And the biggest thing we notice when looking at it is that we have at, we have like a couple of wingers signed and we have two, maybe one centerman signed, depending on how you look at it. So obviously we have Austin Matthews who signed right now as center, John Tavares. That's the big question, right? Is he going to play wing? Is he going to play center? Um, we're kind
1: of divided on this one. Yeah. yeah. I so think he's going to start the season at center. I'm very confident he's going to start the season at center. I don't foresee the Leafs making that substantial of a trade for a centerman that's going to be able to fill the 2C role. Like maybe you think, okay, Ryan O'Reilly's O'Reilly can play the 2C. That's still kind of a lower end 2C to me, but he is still a very good player, but how he's not an elite second line center. He's a pretty good second line center right now at this point in his career. Then you got to fill the third line center position. Okay. Can you trade for a third line center? Maybe, maybe, um, can you sign one outside of Ryan O'Reilly at the center position? I don't really see much like the ones we have listed here. Like I think Max Domi more of a winger than he is a centerman. Uh, on top of that, who else we got like Pierre Engvall this is available, but again, he's also a winger in my opinion. Um, that's yeah, kind of it. <laughs> yeah, there's
0: not there's not that many centermans available in for, true, true. I think that's the, the, the best way to put it. There's no true centermens that are available in free agency. And the and the few that are available, I think, will probably get overpaid, as we're gonna get into a little bit later. But yeah, so if, if we're gonna attack the centers, like mm-hmm. the least least need like the John Tavares thing, I, I, I understand where you're coming from there, but I think uh what's important to pay attention to is that Sheldon Keefe is coming back. So I think the vision of this team and the vision of how the roster is constructed from Sheldon Keefe's end as the coach is going to be consistent with what we saw last year. Does that, does that make sense? So I think towards, no, the, end it of does. The, towards the end of the season, we saw, um, we saw Tavares playing on the wing. Mm-hmm. Mind you, we had Ryan O'Reilly. So that, you're right. That is a major factor, right? Were, were we able to do that because we had the luxury of having Ryan O'Reilly, or were we able to do that because, uh, or did we do it because we felt we needed to have John Tavares? I think that's the biggest question here. And I don't know if we're going to come up with an answer. Um, so at the very least, the Leafs need for sure one centerman, maybe two centermen, and potentially three centermen if John Tavares Ooh. is not uh, not in the, the vision of the team. He's not playing center rest. We might need three. And uh, why do they need the third one? So we're, we're, No, you think they need... Two, maybe one. So who, who is the guy you think that can come well, in Well, I was internally?
1: thinking Ponces Holmberg is going to play fourth-line center. I think it's kind of a lazy fill-in, in my opinion. You did say, hey, I think they could probably fill it better elsewhere. I mean, the better elsewhere is that... Uh, who is the guy that got traded half-retained at 900 k from Arizona to Bugestad? Bugestad. Like, is Bugestad a better option than... Homburg, yes but is he going to be cost effective I don't know probably not after the season he had
0: yeah probably not so I I see what you're saying there but my only thing with again I'm just going off the same thing that I talked about with John Tavares here is what what was the roster what was the team saying to us during last season the team was saying to us they liked Pontus Homburg, they liked his offensive upside in the bottom six Mm -hmm. but they did not like his defensive play and his defensive uh defensive efficiency I guess uh, yeah. he didn't he that was the weakest part of his game now has he improved since then I can't tell you I haven't watched any AHL games so I, I honestly don't know but I think with the way this team is constructed I think they in the bottom six they probably want some better defensive centers than like offensive centers so mm-hmm. maybe maybe we don't see Homer up in the lineup to start the season but maybe we do and maybe he's the 13th forward so I don't know again we're looking at between I think it's fair to say we need two NHL centermen, uh, potentially one in the top six, but for sure we need two. I think that's fair. Because at the very least, yeah. it'd be a 13th forward kind of thing.
1: Sure. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, I like that. Yeah. So um, then- we had oh. one disagreement. You were saying, oh, maybe you can get a utility guy, a guy that can play wing and center. I don't really like that because when you look at the options, like Evan Rodriguez is a guy that has played center and wing. He did not play center last year, though. From what I was trying to find out, I didn't see a whole lot of center from him last year. I couldn't even find it. I couldn't find a game that he played center. Uh, Pierre Engvall is like another example of that. Alex Kerfoot's another example of that. Like, how much did you really like those last two guys I mentioned at center versus at wing? I didn't I didn't like them at all, honestly. Like Pierre at Engvall, all?
0: I, at Pierre Engvall, I thought it wasn't too bad. I think eh. the speed helps us out a lot because that's kind of the centerman we're going to be
1: looking for. We want a guy with speed like that. Um, but, but I think they're not smart enough players to be able to utilize the, their speed properly at center. And it's more, so this is the same thing as Rodriguez. I believe, I think I'm just making an assumption where they're better on the wing because, because of their speed, they're able to chase the puck more. They're able to be that puck transporter kind of thing. They, they can't do it as effectively at center, in my opinion. So for me, I have to find like, the only one I think that was interchangeable that was decent was Noel, Noel Achari from what I've seen
0: Fair enough, so far.
1: It, I could be proven wrong, though.
0: Intuitively, that reasoning makes sense to me, at least. That that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I can see that. So, and But you mentioned quickly before we push off to wingers, you mentioned a guy, Alex Kerfoot. We just got word today, so it kind of caught us a bit off guard mm-hmm. uh, as we're recording this. But um, the Leafs are kicking tires on Kerfoot and... David camp. Now, is that a David part of the process? I'm not, I'm not sure. Maybe it's true living's process saying we got to go coach first, talk to our, you talk to uh, Matthews, Nylander, figure out what they're looking for. Then from there, after we've talked to them, we'll look at our current UFAs and see if we can resign any of them. And maybe that, that right there is a reflection of what we just talked about how thin the center market is. We weren't happy with those guys, but really who else is there available? Would you be okay if they brought back Kerfoot or camp? I know he said like no to curve, but what about depends on
1: depends on the dollar amount. Like, I mean, David Camp at one and a half again, far Fire line away. center, yeah, sure. I mean, kind of worked here and there. I mean, it it was noticeable. I thought it, I thought it wouldn't be, but it was noticeable that once they took uh, Pierre Engvall away from David Camp, he was noticeably less effective, though, right? So can Sam Lafferty, you know? Screw his brain. Who's the one from Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe, or whatever the fuck I, that I don't know. movie's I don't know. called, where he doesn't have the brain? Is that the Tin Can Man or something? Isn't that or is Scarecrow? The,
0: that's not the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That's the oh. Wizard of Oz.
1: The Lion, the 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 fucking the, the Lion, other... the
0: Scarecrow, and the Tin Man. The Tin Man doesn't have a heart. That's the, the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, the Scarecrow doesn't have a brain. I it's full. think. Yes, there we If I only are. had a brain. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> uh was david in the wardrobe david (laughs) camp
1: is the scarecrow and no david i was sam lafferty is the scarecrow
0: scarecrow. okay i see i see
1: he has he has the wheels to be able to move the puck up the ice but will he who knows we'll see we'll see
0: let us know who you think the the tin man is who that's that's what is that is that a heart no heart no heart and then oh gosh the, who's the, the lion The lion no is a
1: cow. No courage. Oh, yeah, the
0: coward. So who's who's the More coward and who lacks heart? That's funny. I got. I'm gonna laugh at these replies. Um. Anyways. Uh. So moving off of se- so David Camps. Uh. Kerfoot probably know David Camp. What do you think? Like, what do you th- give us like a chance? Percentage chance? Like if percentage?
1: they both resign for one and a half, like I think that's manageable, right? I agree. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think I think Kerfoot's biggest problem is
1: that he's paid like three and he's half paid half million three dollars, and a half, and he much, couldn't then. produce to that level. Like. Yeah. At this point, like I think it's just a lot of like, wow, you're bringing this guy back again, like you wouldn't get rid of this guy to be able to upgrade, kind of thing. Like, I think it's it's less so about the player and what he does, and more so just like the name and the salary kind of thing. But like at like one at a cheap contract, sure, I'd bring him back. I mean, like, give us if the you were to switch out
0: players right now,
1: I, I wouldn't want them. I wouldn't want David Camp above one and a half. I'd. I, or term, but then the thing is, for two years. But then the thing is, what else is out there? It's it's if you exactly go to like yeah. one seven five, maybe for camp. Like I just don't think his off his offensive game is terrible. Mm-hmm. Like you Absolutely. cannot understate that. Yeah. Um, like if you were to switch out Kerfoot for Rodriguez, I think Rodriguez is going to outprice us here. But like Fair they're enough. kind of the same in both. That like Rodriguez has some speed, some playmaking ability but absolutely cannot finish just like Alex Kerfoot. They were both at the bottom of the league in terms of finishing ability, especially at five on five. Um, I have the number right here if I'm able to get it up. Yeah, shooting percentage, uh, Evan Rodriguez at five on five was 412th out of 593 eligible skaters. And Alex Kerfoot, I believe, was 413th. So just to give you an idea of what their finishing ability is, they're it's both pretty terrible. So, yeah, so. but like, it's just a different name, <laughs> which is, I think it's kind of funny. I think Evan Rodriguez oh. is a better player, but just I, to bring I, in honestly, a different name, I think would ease a lot of people's complaints.
0: I, I feel that, but like hearing about it now, that's not like how you want to operate as a team, right? No, just because the no. guy's is a different name. And like, you're kind of swinging me back towards Alex Kerfer, which is, which is absolutely insane cheap I, cheap I yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. I, I would not touch him over what what camp. I think what camp got on his last deal is the perfect type of deal that we would want to give Alex Carefoot. Now, I think yeah. we will probably get price, like I think he he's gonna ask for more because I mean if I you look check. look at his point total, like he put up eighty four, eighty three over the past two years. Eighty-four in the past two years, and he played every all all eighty-two games, which people yeah. are gonna value. And on top of that, like I mean, last, like this year, he has... When you look at that
1: raw point total, that's like, that's pretty good. That's way above one and a half, one, seven, five, right? But when you think about it also, like Rodriguez to go to a contender, albeit he had 43 last year and he only went for one year, two mil.
0: Yeah. So, right. That's true. So it's
1: going to be another thing of like, how much does the market value... Non scoring wingers. Like, remember last year's Zach Aston Reese was supposed to go for like an okay amount of money, put up good defensive numbers, and he ended up having to go into camp on a PTO. Yeah. So yeah. I think like the market will dictate how much some of these guys make. I really do wonder what Alex Kerfoot's going to make though. But like, again, if you can bring him back for cheap, like two mil, would you do two? One year, two. I went through one year, two honestly
0: no. i know i know i'm like penny pinching here but like yeah i'd rather just take a stab at like two random i'd rather take a stab at two like not very good ufa centers and i know we said the list was thin but i'd rather do that or even make a trade for like two centermen under a million dollars and try them out then pay kerfoot at two does that make sense maybe like
1: yeah before we get into our next segment we want to give our shout out to- To today's sponsor, Manscaped. If you haven't heard already, it's smooth sack summer. When you're playing in the summer sun, make sure you're scaped from pubes to bum. That's right. This is the summer to keep your balls cool while still looking hot with Manscaped. The leaders in the the below-the-waist grooming are making sure we all have a ball this summer by giving our pants partners everything they need to stay fresh, dive headfirst into smooth sack summer by going to manscape.com for 20% off and free shipping with the promo code rinkrat. That is R I N K R a T now back to the show. Yeah. That so would out. you rather Kerfoot or Max Comtois? And for those individuals that are listening to this, a hundred percent Comtois Comtois, I think over the past two years has about 37 combined points. He's, doesn't seem to be creating very much offense on his own. I think he only has 17 goals over the past two years. Hits a ton, very big body. Um, I haven't done a deep enough dive into him and seeing what's wrong with him yet, because he really did fall off after two seasons ago. Um, but again, like the, the numbers have just not really been there for him. Fell out of favor in Anaheim, um, had a high qualifying offer. So they let him walk,
0: but yeah, so, um, for for I I would take Kerfoot ten times, but can, Com- Com- can Comtois play center? I don't see him listed as a center. No,
1: he's a he's a winger. Yeah, so uh, as oh, a so you're talking about center.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm just thinking, guys.
1: I was talking center. about Kerfoot versus Comtois as a as a winger? winger.
0: I mean, no, I I think I would still take Kerfoot probably over him if the cost is okay. equal for a hundred percent. Like I wouldn't. It's a big
1: project. That's the thing. Like for, you're. For,
0: yeah, for me, Comtois could just be like a a guy like. I don't, know, I don't know if this is like a fair comparison, but a guy like Alex Galchenyuk, and I think that's even like generous to Comtois. Like Galchenyuk had a better pedigree and had a couple better seasons, but like as he tailed on towards his career, he didn't look good. Comtois is 24 now and he's like, I mean, he really only had one good season under his belt. He struggles to make a lineup in Anaheim and I know he wasn't given good wingers. So that's the So guy my I've other
1: thing of... when I looked at it, like his over the past two years, he's 20, he's 23 and his 24 year old years. The, so, and I think it was a combined 111, 112 games played. His most common line mate was Troy Terry, very good player, but only at 350 minutes. Like that, that's not a lot. That shows a lot of line juggling. And yeah. even this year, I think his most common line mate was Ryan Strom at 200 minutes. Like that's a lot of line juggling. It's kind of shows that, they weren't able to get like any good chemistry going with anyone. Like I- I'm interested to see how the market will value Comtois. I think there is something there. Definitely. Like we saw some good junior production. We saw some good production early on. We saw some good promise early on just way. He's,
0: what happened? He's going to get, right? league men. He will hundred percent be a guy who's getting league, league man. men. Yeah. I, I don't know what, uh, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he's. Uh, maybe I'm undervaluing him. I don't. I'm not like he's 24 now. I I feel like it's tough to reference what a guy's done in junior at 24.
1: Well, not 24. What about a 22, 21, or whatever? He did his shooting percentage went crazy that year. Like that is something to look at. Where he had 16 goals, but I mean, is yeah, there 16, something there. 16 maybe?
0: goals two years ago in 55 games. Like shoot, like, could be a shooting percentage bump. Like. I don't know. Pretty, I'm not yeah i i you're not I think big was, on Comtois? no not really, not really, hmm. um, but let's maybe take a look at more you want, I guess like that kind of
1: that's kind of Dennis Gurianov, I don't believe he was qualified by the Montreal oh, you're, Canadians, you're
0: gonna, yeah, I get another guy who he he has center he can play center, no,
1: I don't think so oh, i only I only saw wing kind of thing, take a look but. In terms of Dennis Gurianov, from what I saw, like this is a very interesting player. Same sort of thing as Max Comtois came in as a pretty highly touted prospect. Like he, Gurianov was a first round pick. He came in, started off pretty well. His 22 year old year, listen to these numbers, I have them off the top of my head too. He had 20 goals and his 22 year old year, then COVID shut everything down. And in the bubble playoffs, when the Dallas stars went to the Stanley cup finals, he had 17 points in 27 game with games with nine goals. Great. Like that's, that's very good at 22 years old for a team. That's not that that, that high scoring. That's pretty darn good. And then the two seasons after the season after that, he played pretty well. I think he 30 some odd points in 50 some odd games the season after that 30 points in t- 71 games, I think. And then this year just, fell off the rails, like, but he's, he's big and he's fast. Those are the two things that I noticed instantly from him. But I, again, another player that I have to take a deeper look into what the hell happened to this guy. Yeah. Why is he a free agent at age 24, 25?
0: For me, this is like an appeal to authority thing. But if the, I trust the Dallas star scouting staff, they are honestly one of the best drafters and like developers, I think in the league, they have a really good eye for talent. And I think if they think that Kuryanov couldn't fit their team, which is not really that deep, like they don't have the deepest team, maybe they felt like he didn't fit their bottom six mold of like a defensive player. They felt like he wasn't good enough offensively to fit in their top six, not good enough defensively to be in their bottom six. So maybe that's why they shipped him out. But I would, I'm going to appeal to authority here and say that I'm not interested in him just based off the fact that I trust the Dallas scouting staff and I trust Dallas's process. Maybe, maybe that might be wrong, Mm -hmm. but that's like my point of view
1: on, on those two, um, so you wouldn't take a stab at Comtois or Gurianov? I wouldn't take a stab at either of those guys, no. What's the max you would pay for someone like that? A project kind of player like that?
0: I, under a million and under at one year. I don't think I, I don't think that it's like... I have the least really ever taken on a guy like that? Like, I don't know. I don't really think so, right? The closest uh, is Galchenyuk. We acquired him in a trade. And that was because yeah, the guy was okay. going on waivers any, anyways. And on top of that, it was like a weird COVID year where talent pool that was available to the Leafs at the trade deadline was limited. So, mm-hmm. I don't really think we're in the position right now to take on projects. I think we need I think we need some sure things. I think there's going to be more than a few available pieces that are bargain players but not so much prospects. Or sorry, bargain players, not so much uh, projects.
1: Okay. All right. That's interesting. They're both players that like I think and what you have to realize with a lot of the players we're going to mention, fit is going to be very important because they're not like the players that can create offense on their own are not going to be available and are very good players and are going to command a lot of money. Like think about exactly. guys that can create offense on their own, William Nylander, Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, like even John Tavares at five on five kind of struggles to do that right now. Right. Hey, so, so fit is going to be very important with some of these players is there, I'd have to take a deeper, deeper look. Is there a fit with Gurianov? Is there a fit with Max Comtois in this roster? Where is that fit and how much can you allocate to that? Right. Because I mean, we did say the Leafs forwards kind of look slow against Florida, right? Yeah. Like maybe, but like, I think, I don't think Comtois is a slow player from the limited amounts that I've seen. And gurianov has got some good jump to him. So is there something there? I'd have to take a deeper look into it, but I'm interested. I was very interested to hear your perspective on we're not in a position to take on a project. Like, but I do think like like Chicago. Why would Chicago not? Oh,
0: 100%. a hundred percent, and and that's I think that's part of the, the same thing All where right. like we saw. I think it was was Str- was did Strom not get qualified last year? I think it was Strom, right? Two years
1: ago, maybe. Strom did not get qualified by the Chicago Blackhawks. And, correct. Um,
0: Sunny was a Sunny Milano
1: as well. Didn't so, get Sonny by, Milano didn't get qualified they, by the Anaheim Ducks, correct? They
0: both they both went to the Blackhawks and they both got like a decent penny because the Blackhawks. They both went to and, the Capitals. Sorry, Capitals. Yes, they both got a decent, a pretty penny because yeah. they the Capitals were able to kind of do that,
1: right? And I don't Capitals think... Capitals gave Strom five by five, which is yeah. just to me way too much. Um, I'm sorry. I like them. Dylan Strom's a decent player, but I don't think he's worth that that much. Yeah, of course. And yeah. then they gave. Sonny Milano, three years, 1.5 per, which both good for them. Both were not qualified and both have some money in the bank now, but on a contending team, I don't think they're worth that much.
0: Exactly. And I, that's, that's the same way I see these guys, but they're worse. They're worse than both those guys by like a, I think a fair stretch because at least these guys had a track record of producing points. Both of them had a much higher pedigree. So uh, yeah, I'm not, not really interested in in seeing those guys. And they're probably going to go to a much Mm -hmm. worse team and we'll get, Probably paid better. It's a, it all depends what, I guess, what they want to do. And I don't know. I, I could see them not even like, I don't know. I don't know. They're, I'm, they're, they don't know. Both are going to be
1: looking for ice time, I think. That's the biggest thing. So, and Rurianov we're, like, we're not... went to Montreal and got put with just guys that I don't think he would be a good fit with at yeah. all. He was like, I, I watched a couple shifts. I really, really didn't need to watch more of them. I will say that again. But he was on the ice with Druen and, uh, Josh Anderson. It just looked like a chase the puck fest again. If you can't, <laughs> if you
0: can't make the the worst team in the NHL, how are you going to make the Leafs? So that's uh, right. that's what I see it. I don't know. Um, but like if we look at, I kind of, I think we kind of established who we were looking at at centers. We didn't really establish the Leafs wingers, right? I think, but it's pretty obvious we have like five five ish wingers that are already locked in. Depending on what we do, with Sam Lafferty. It's yeah. probably six. It's Matthew it's Nyes, Matthew, William Nylander, Mitch Marner, Kelly Yarn Crook. Uh, Sam LaFleur. So that's five. Then assuming we're probably and
1: then gonna, I, I, I think Matthew nice
0: Yeah. So I I think I had did I not mention him. I I, I counted Amazing. him, but maybe I didn't mention oh, him out okay. loud. But uh probably Nick Nick Robertson. We're going to take a stab at. So that's like I'll be six, there for camp. Yeah, that's like six five. So how wingers, many we have left? Three. There's only eight wingers still, that you can start. It's still well, a good still. amount. Just a like, good amount to fill, and like, do you want to re sign any of these UFAs here? Like, Bunting, I think we all agreed we're passing on him. I think we're, we're probably priced out. On him. Like, the only guy Passed I guess in race, is, you don't really need. We talked about Kerfoot a bit, and we talked maybe about, a Chari, maybe a Chari, yeah, but it depends. I don't know, it, it all depends. I think we're, I think the lease are gonna have to look at take a look in, and try and acquire like a big fish. And that kind of brings us to the next point, and I think we should take a look at like the. Uh, free agent big fishes, and I've circled a bunch. So at center, like we said before, the biggest problem is that there's no centers available. I have two centermen that are considered big fish to me, and I consider those guys top six. Not like honestly being generous with one of them talk, top six forwards. I don't think Domi's a top six forward, so that's one of them.
1: I don't think Domi's a top six center. I think he can play, possibly like top six winger, maybe, but. I think he, he's probably better suited at the wing.
0: Yeah, but Ryan Ryan O'Reilly is obviously Ryan the other one yeah. without bearing the lead. So yeah, like at center, if we want listen, if John Tavares is gonna be playing on the wing and we wanna use free agency to address that, it's Ryan O'Reilly or no one else. So mm-hmm. um that's gonna be interesting. What what number would you take Ryan O'Reilly back at right now? Five. Five? By how how many years? You think? I think
1: he'll go for like I think he market value is probably at Five-ish, three okay. years, I'd say. I'm just
0: trying to see. I think so. The daily face-off projected him to get three by five point five. Do you think you would you would would you take that? I think
1: that's why I saw that. I I, I would hope that they could get it done for a, a little bit lower than that. I've seen a lot of people hoping three and a half. <laughs> Guys, do you see how much he went for at the deadline? He's still got no market value. Yeah, there's absolutely. no chance three and a half. I think he's going to go for five, and I think you do kind of. I I, I would like Ryan O'Reilly back, right?
0: Yeah, and uh, I guess the centermen that are I, I guess Domi is like I I don't even think he's a natural centerman and fits on a team as a centerman, so I'm just going to pass on him. There's a couple centermen in the trade market though that I think we can acquire that would be like big fish or any top six guys where if you acquire them, you move Tavares to the wing and you're able or you at least have the luxury of moving John Tavares to the wing, and. Those guys that I've circled are Elias Lindholm, Mark Ooh. Shifley, Michael Backlund, uh, and the last one, I'm not sure if he's going to get moved, but the team is kicking tires on him, Evgeny Kuznetsov. Any of those guys pique your interest? Any of those guys, like, what What are you, are are, are are those guys, are you in on any of those guys where you think the Leafs should be over the moon to get them?
1: Over the moon. I just don't know about the cap space, and I don't know, but like, like next season, what... Like come July first, are we gonna get like a big present in the morning of Matthews and Nylander signing, and then that'll make things more clear. And then we have like (laughs) an hour to make predictions before they actually make signings and shit. That's where I like like obviously you'd love someone like Kuznetsov. Like the issue is you're not gonna be able to resign Lindholm, who was a was a great player, I think too. That would be a very very ideal two C. If if you can't get O'Reilly, like yeah, Lindholm a two C? Are you kidding me? That'd be fantastic. Um, kuznetsov again that's another fantastic player especially at that price i think could be pretty good too um but like you're not gonna i like i just i look at this list and i'm like how are they going to extend uh 30 year old mark shifley he's probably gonna go for like how much does he go for one guy you have in here actually connect me i would really like yeah that's yeah that's fair. I was more focused at five on... and a half for two more years. Yeah. Yeah. That's was... This season and next, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I was, I was just focusing on center for a bit there when I, oh, when I posed that question. That's fine. That's fine. Cause, uh, but yeah, let, let's, let's go to Manta and talk about some wingers that, cause I think this, these are all the big fish, I think, right? Okay. Um, so yeah, man, sorry, connect, not Manta, connect me. I like connecting as well because, cause that's the type of guy I think who can fill a bunting role kind of and be pesky. And it seems like, from the word of or sorry, not the
1: word, but from Boston. I think Tra- he's better than I think he's way better than Bunting.
0: Oh, for sure. He's he's <laughs> a better player, but I think he has that pesty nature that I think we oh, all yeah, want no, in no, the yeah. top six. Like he's big and you know, he's not big, but he's like big enough. He's, he can hit
1: five ten, but he's like shaped like a bowling like ball. Wide, right? Like he's thick. Yes. He's like, he's
0: like a goodist type, like like build. A uh, might be shorter. I don't know. That guy's not that tall. Anyways, um me. Konechni- wow. Well
1: yeah he's I not actually that didn't even realize
0: that. um but yeah Konechny is I think he's a great acquisition five point five by two I think I agree with you it's a great deal that's
1: um, that's the one where I'm like wow like i would I would deeply consider giving up a pretty substantial amount for him
0: so what 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 would you give up so would you give up a first for him because the I way know. i rational the way I rationalize these things it's like this trade line this upcoming trade deadline is going to suck because we're going to see all the trades happening. It seems like we're going to see all these trades happening in the off season, right? Yeah. So mm. like I I, I could care less if we have, I think we have our 2025 first. I could care less if we move that now because we're probably going to move a trade deadline anyways, right? So let's move it now to get a player that we can like, fit under our belt and get to know the team and, and get to work with the team. Well, cause yeah. the the biggest problem with when, when we were required O'Reilly is he didn't have enough time to fit and gel with the team. I don't know. Oh, yeah, he that got was, hurt and that especially was especially in too. Exactly. So let's get ahead of the eight ball here. Let's, let's use our assets right now to acquire guys and let's have a quiet deadline to just kind of fix stuff around the edges. Cause I think last year, the issue with the team was that we didn't address our biggest needs until the trade deadline. I think those needs need to be addressed in the offseason this year and yeah with with the uncertainty of the Matthews and Nealander deal we kind of have like a little one year window where we can take on a couple bigger deals so yeah, yeah. so uh me. you That's the one
1: that sticks out to me. I I really like Travis connecting. I like the offensiveness of, uh, his offensive ability as you mentioned add some peskiness to the lineup too. I mean I think he put up a ton of points this year. I have I don't have it in front of me but uh, yeah that's that's the one in terms of the available trade targets, it just it makes so much sense. the tr- The contract is manageable at five and a half, which is seemingly what Bunting is going to be getting in the open market. Yep. Yep. His age; he's only a ninety seven born, which still plenty of prime left for in him. Um, I think I mentioned the contract length left; He's still got two seasons, which is tremendous value there. And I mean, the Flyers are trying to rebuild. Everyone knows it. Like how great value can a rebuilding team kind of squeeze out of a player like that? I'm not too sure. I mean, remember, like, what did we get for Phil Kessel who put up like 92 points with the Penguins at one point?
0: Gasperi Kapanen, a first and like a bunch of B-level prospects, maybe, I think. Do we even get a first? I don't even think we got a first. I think we just got Kapanen
1: we get a first
0: i don't know i think we did oh we got a no you know we got a first and we flipped it for and anderson. we traded for anderson so, correct uh, uh, at the time captain was probably a was was level prospect
1: he went he went in the low part of the first round and then he played in the ahl i think or i don't know he was doing okay he was he was valued as uh, not well it, it a is, minus level prospect kind of thing
0: yeah well if, if we're just going to look in his uh rookie season i don't know how good the sm Liga was or like what you'd want an 18 year old to a do. pretty but good put up, put up 21 points in 41 games in an 18 year old i think that's pretty that valuable right. and and for the lease to acquire them essentially
1: but then the leafs had to retain on kessel too yeah they did i forgot about that so you yeah. know yeah so we
0: got a first and a i don't third. know the point
1: i was trying to like kind of maybe i'm i'm trying to stretch so, it and i'm making a, some, i'm making shit up i'm pulling shit out of my ass here is that like you could possibly get better value out of Philadelphia because of the position they're in so like what would get it done I'm a little bit unsure probably like you would 100% what? need to include a first let's say a first um, and a third th- and like I think one of those first
0: finish guys or sorry uh are they finish Topi Nima yeah, like or or the forward uh what's his name Ronnie Herbenen First, third, Hervin, and then like some AHL level players. Mm,
1: like, I think a first, third. I don't know how much value Nimala has around the league. I wonder how much Robertson still has. I'm a little unsure. It's probably at its lowest right now. But I don't know if you could do it for that a thousand percent. Yeah, I just I think, think it will be more.
0: I think I'm in the same boat. The only only pushback I'm going to have here for Konechny before we move off him is just I tell, I don't know if his – defensive upside is there he played mind you, he played on philadelphia and i understand like these models always are it's almost impossible i think to isolate for teammate impact and like team impacts yes. so i think like i i think maybe if it, it it might be undervalued in the models but like respectively what he like his expected numbers yeah. against on
1: evolving model are not good I and... swear Jonathan Huberdeau had like good defensive numbers this year, according yeah, to Jay Fresh or something like that. It's, like, it's and weird. meanwhile, he was like last in the league last year. Yeah. It's, like, it... you got to remember there are four other skaters on the ice that impact that. Absolutely. So, right? that's
0: why I'm a little skeptical of it. But at the same time, yeah. I don't hate That'd it. Be that's a good play at, time, exactly. Exactly. So, let's just quickly take a, a look through the other big fish right wingers I have on our trade board. I'm looking at Alex the brain cat. His qualifying offer is at nine mil. Uh, yeah. We we talked about Konechny, a guy who's kind of similar to Kuznetsov. Manta, who I think is would be pretty good. It might be a cheap ad because he only has one year left at five mil, and you might be able to get. In him my out. opinion,
1: he'd be like a, a dump. He really? does. He has not played a full season in God knows how long, and look at his point totals each year. Like he's he's been very injury prone.
0: Okay, interesting. I I didn't really. I didn't really consider that honestly. And
1: from what I've seen, from what I've seen in his numbers, he's been very injury prone. Oh my god! And yeah, has yeah, not he's... been not been over a point every other game. I don't think.
0: Yeah, he's he struggled for a to wow struggled to be healthy. So that's so that's like, a, why yeah, would
1: yeah. why would we pay anything for that?
0: That's very fair. That's a red flag. Well, if you can get him for like uh, cheap, I think that's a guy you can take a shot at at the very least.
1: Like you'd have to get retained though.
0: Yeah. Uh well, well we saw what Vor or not Vorchek sorry Verana Vorchek if- out of the league <laughs> I was, I was thinking maybe something similar to what Verana what they did with Verana maybe he's kind of maybe a similar I know it's funny because they were traded for each other they were traded for each other but Verana that's went to-
1: he went to the Blues but that's uh he's there's something going on there I don't yeah
0: know what. he had he had the player yeah. assistance thing but I think the biggest thing before I I thought that came out after uh. I thought he was just he was injury prone before. Thought that, and then then he got traded. Then the player assistance stuff. Anyways, I don't know. Oh yeah,
1: no, you're right. He had like shoulder surgery, and then he went through the player assistance program. But then he came back, and then he was playing in the AHL. And then like while he was playing in the AHL, I was like, oh, he's gonna get called up soon. But then it was like, he's never gonna play a game for the Red Wings ever again. Yeah, it's weird. And then he got sent to St. Louis, so that's that's a situation I have no inside knowledge on so I'm just not I'm not touching I'm not comfortable yeah. touching that one well uh, moving right? off
0: of moving off of Manta then let's let's uh last you guys are LeBanc who we talked about a lot last year who I liked yeah value but, comes down if a if ton because to... value comes yeah. down a ton because he doesn't have that extra year attached to him right I would be
1: willing to give a first for him last year this year Burr. not so much um I don't think he's quite worth four seven five that's the thing yeah exactly so like if you can get some retained on that one i think that would be a solid player we went through him last year i think there, there's some good assets to him yeah uh, maybe then, not that he's not the fastest but he's an okay skater it gets around it okay
0: and then the last guy is connor garland who i have here on this list of
1: uh that's a guy i have to targets. dig into more um interesting enough i thought he was like a around the neck guy but from what i saw from saw from his shot volume he's more of a a distance shooter. Again, that's a guy I have to dig into more as well. But from what I've seen, I I was watching Vancouver. I can't remember why I was, I was decently impressed with the way he plays. Yeah. I I mean,
0: he, I remember people being infatuated, infatuated with him when he was on
1: Arizona because he signed a three year, seven fifty K contract and he was producing way above that. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, that's a guy we could look at. Uh, but i think uh, similar to what he we was said like with the O'Bank. chandler
1: parson's of of hockey kind of thing cuz chandler parson's um, when he was i can't remember on the mavs or on the rockets or something or another he was like it was like everyone was like oh he's the most underpaid player in the league and that's where he was like held up like ten years like he was he is the most underpaid player in the league and then he got a big old contract and then it was just nothing after that
0: the rick nash effect you're overrated until you're or- you're underrated until you're overrated or overrated until you're underrated. well it's like
1: to me it's the i call it the Chandler parsons effect because it's like you're underrated relative to your contract until you're not
0: yeah exactly until you get that until until you sign it's like oh wait you're just a normal dude who's now getting paid a lot (laughs) um so yeah that's that wraps up and one more player i didn't have on the list but i got i got to shut him out because i mean kevin Papetti gave some good insight into it and the Arizona Coyotes are just an absolute disaster. Oh, Nicky Schmaltz, has the ability listed as a right wing and center. So maybe he could be a guy who comes in and plays center for you, makes 5.85 for the next three years, backload contract. Yeah. So it makes sense for Arizona to move him off. I don't
1: know how I know this, but his brother tweeted, his brother Jordan, who actually played for the Marlies back a few years ago, that was connection. like, I can confirm that uh, Nick Schmaltz will be playing for the Arizona Coyotes next year. That's like, oh. well, that sucks. Well, I mean, that's, that's a very so mid. Uh, that's a very mid breaking news, but thank you, Jordan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. all
0: right. So moving off there, we're, we're, let's try and breeze through these, uh, free agent wingers quickly. I'm going to kind of bucket them. Uh, it looks like Bertuzzi. I don't think Bertuzzi is going to be available, uh, with the news of no. Taylor Hall being traded. Bertuzzi's probably going to be off the market. You'd think that they, the Boston, I think Kings he's going back to, to Boston. Bertuzzi.
1: That's a player though. Like I, I did deep, deep dives into Tyler Bertuzzi, Evan Rodriguez, Jason Zucker, and then somewhat into Carson Soucy as well, but we have more time for defensemen. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi, not the fastest player. He's not going to transport the puck up the ice. He's not going to like his controlled exits and entries with the puck are very very low because he's not the greatest skater. Pretty clunky, but he is a very smart player. He's a very good playmaker, and like his goal scoring ability is secondary to his game. And still he's gonna put up 20 or so goals over an 80 game season next year. I believe he can put up 60 so point or 60 or so points, especially if probably more if he plays with Pasternak. He fit very well with Pasternak. He's a guy that scans a lot, sees the ice very well, finds space off the puck very well. I really like his routes off the puck. Just a very smart player. And you know what? Like a lot of people you hear the name Bertuzzi and you think a big, bad, scary guy, but like to me he's more functionally tough. He throws his weight around very functional and very smart. He's good at protecting the puck and he's good at getting inside leverage on on players and he's got a pretty good stick on him too. So like a smart player, a very very smart player in my opinion.
0: Yeah, but again like, does, doesn't probably six. sucks sucks that he's gone. So I mean yeah. I I that's a guy I'd be willing to overpay for right now because I think he fills a big need that we have. Yeah. It's
1: just and the back. We don't know about that back.
0: Very true. So, I mean, so
1: a little bit of a risk, but I'm probably going to say, I'm going to repeat that four more times because there's a lot of guys on this list where it's like at one point they're, they were considered injury prone.
0: Yeah. So let's, let's bucket these three older injury prone guys. I guess I don't know if they're injury prone, but yeah, let's, let's bucket them together. Alex Kohler and less injury prone, but still going to bucket
1: him with still, the. Older he's got dudes. a metal rod in his leg. <laughs> so at one point he broke, broke his leg and he's like 33 he's he's a few years older than Tyler Bertuzzi right yeah. we saw him a few times against the Leafs from what I saw like a good 4 checking very good 4 checking winger uh, um, in terms of points for free agents I believe he leads he leads this free agency class in five on five points he had 41 last year which is pretty good uh, and he had 19 goals to boot as well so pretty yeah, darn so, good player
0: so there. yeah so i'm gonna bucket him in with patrick Kane and tarasenko who are both guys i think will probably choose not to sign with the leafs but those are like kind of the high-end wingers that are available uh would you pass on both those guys i think those guys are both a pass for me
1: yeah i just think they're gonna price themselves i obviously like just fit yeah. player wise contract aside. i think all three price. would be very very welcome it's just like again like like Tarasenko's another really weird one. He had the shoulder injuries to the point where he was exposed in the expansion draft to Seattle. But then the next season, he plays 78 games, has 37 goals. This past season, not bad 50 points in 69 games. Like we all know he can shoot the puck, but I think he's staying in New York. Um, yeah. And on Patrick a three year contract, five per, uh, five per, a little rich. But I think that's probably what he's going to get in that ballpark. Yeah. So and Patrick Kane. Well, how the hell does he recover from this hip thing? Like that's gonna be really, really dicey, especially at that age when players suffer that big injury. It's so tough to come back.
0: Yeah. So out on all those guys, Barbashev. Another guy will probably be priced out of. Will be from- priced
1: out of, but he's a good player. Yeah.
0: And then continuing kind of this injury trend of guys. Who- what do you
1: think Barbashev gets?
0: I don't know. I see the numbers floating around, and I'm like, I don't believe it. So like, it's Six? gonna. Yeah, it's going to be close to... Um, it's crazy, but... What's his name on Colorado? Oh, my gosh. Landis Kog? No, no, not Landis Kog. Uh, Nachushkin. Nachushkin, wow. I can't yeah. Speak. Um, anyways, yeah, so I think he's going to be close to that. Yeah. Nachushkin's a
1: better defensive player. Barbashev, I think, has more offensive but ability. I, I, but I think
0: it's the allure of a guy who
1: is like... He just uh, won the Stanley Cup. Exactly. He just put, put together forward, a very good really well. 20 or so game stretch with Jack Eichel. Did his job exactly. very, very well with the Golden Knights. But like, like midway through the season, all these people were throwing up his his player cards, being like, this guy stinks. Meanwhile, <laughs> he had 60 points the year before. Um, and then what happened? Oh, he was good with the Golden Knights. Wow, I'm shocked. For yeah, watching the so... game, yeah, nerd. Anyways, <laughs> those cards are effective, but you have to use them with, with what contest. you actually watch on yeah. the ice.
0: Uh, it's it's like saying, listen, it's funny because, again, little because I page.
1: literally saw someone post. It was an evolving wild card saying it was our Ivan Barbashev's. And he, at the deadline, he said, ew, yuck. I would never trade for this player. Yeah, well, again, what happened?
0: We It was a good little swing that we got people towards focusing more on analytics. But at the same time, the whole reason why we did that was because everyone only used the eye test. Now people are only using yeah. the analytics test. You got to use both. That's the whole idea yeah, of the analytics. Exactly. Movement, is using Both not using one. So, uh, numbers, numbers without context are useless. Exactly. So, um, two more guys who I think are in, there's three more guys left in this tier. Uh, one, I'm going to give you the floor towards the end, but two more guys quickly injury buckets. But like, I would take shots of them. Max Petrini and Connor Brown, Connor Brown sounds like he's going to Edmonton, but like, if you can take a shot on Connor Brown for $2 million at a one-year deal, where it's like, again, something like, Hey, prove that you're still an NHL caliber player and he can play, come, come to the Leafs. And then, other side with patch yeah, he's hurt the whole
1: season.
0: i mean yeah I, I'd, I'd be fine giving him a three million dollar deal for one year and one say year, he's hurt three? he's out i mean you just can't put I your just, eggs in that basket I know. but
1: it's so tough because think about it like he didn't play like at all last year yeah and some kept... huge huge injuries especially at that age and then the year before he only played like 35 games
0: didn't he come back last year play one game and then got hurt again I want to say something. I, I, yeah, so I didn't know if
1: it was one or two, but yeah, very,
0: very, very injury prone. But again, two guys, high upside. Patrick, he's old now, but still like that high, high upside. And if he's gonna get hurt, like the the only downside for him to get hurt is to get hurt. So I think Patrick is actually the perfect fit for this team because he's a top six winger mm. who can score really effectively. Potentially, you can play him on the third line and have him score. effective risks. And you could probably get him at a low cost because of his injury issues. Worst case scenario sucks to say, stick him on LTIR. So I like Patrick yeah. Connor Brown, another guy I like, but yeah. Um, last guy I want to talk about here before we get into the uh, lower cost acquisitions in the middle sixes.
1: Another thing uh, on Connor Brown, I mean, he didn't ha- really have injury. I don't think he was really injury prone before he tore his ACL with Washington. It's just a matter of getting Back, back from uh, a after 20, that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's not quite 30 yet. So I think he will. And he's a workhorse too. I, I've, have, I have no doubts that Connor Brown will, will come back pretty strong this year. Yeah. I just think not, that he'll no play. doubts. I, I I'm confident. He'll he
0: probably, he'll probably get less value though than he probably would have oh, gone if yeah. he played the full season just because there's that uncertainty there. I think um, you were
1: correct in like one, to one year, one by two. two. I don't yeah. think he's going to get much turn Prove it and then you'll get paid. Exactly.
0: Again, like you said, 29, He's going to be 30. It's not like he'll probably, he would probably be in in the range of a five-year deal anyways, before he got hurt. So um, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Moving on from there. Last guy you want to talk about, I'll just give you the floor. Uh, Top six forward, who some people might not be considered a top six guy, but has the ability to play up there. He's a winger. Jason Zucker, take it away.
1: So Jason Zucker this season, like I'll post a thread on him. The swing from the last two years to this year was incredible. Like the last two years he did, almost nothing. He was always injured. It seemed like missed a ton of games. His line mates that he had last year were not very good. I think the most common one was Kasperi Kapanen. I want to say, but then this season, just the, like the uptick in goals, but not only that, the uptick in individual expected goals was huge too. And the one big thing that I noticed a, he was healthy all year, 78 games played, which really, really helps you. I cannot state that enough, but His most common linemate this year was Evgeny Malkin. And on the other side, it was either Ricard Raquel or Brian Rust. Evgeny Malkin's still a fantastic hockey player, and he can really get himself the puck. The number of takeaways I saw from Evgeny Malkin in the games that I watched was tremendous. He's still a tremendous player, and he was able to feed Zucker a ton. What do you get with Jason Zucker is good straight-line speed I think skating is interesting because I don't really love his edge work that much. Like, I think he can get to very high speed, very fast, but then in terms of like making quick cuts, I think he lacks in that area. And I think that takes away from his ability to create space. Um, the penguins really loved him just putting him on the fly in terms of like pushing back the defenseman to give their own D men some, some room to break out. Um, But yeah, the one thing I loved, his shot, his one-timer especially was tremendous. Um, The speed, as I mentioned before, his hands in tight were really, really nice too. Um, Just, again, not much of a playmaker. Throws the body a lot too, which was really fun to watch. Um, Not much of a playmaker. Can get himself the puck, though, and some goal-scoring ability. 13th in the league this year in five-on-five goals. So Interesting player, but how much of that was Malkin? Can he play with? non elite players and put up points. Not really. So if he doesn't fit in your top six buyer, beware. Fair enough. In my so opinion.
0: 31 years old, left winger is looking projected from daily face off. Going to just use this. Cause I don't know. Yeah. It's too hard to project these right. numbers. Five, five by 5.4 5. mil. Would you sign?
1: Actually, uh, evolving wild, I believe had him at five and a half for like okay. three or four years. Okay. Let's say so five and a half for four years. Then I think meet in the middle. I'm more comfortable at 4 with him. I think 5 is an overpayment and like who's your second line center? I think he could work well 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 with a uh, Ryan O'Reilly who can okay. get him the puck and who's a good playmaker. But can he work well with John Tavares? I don't know about that one. And uh, can he stay healthy? I'd kind of bet on no. Yeah. Simply 31 two injury prone seasons the one before this one was this year a fluke. It'll be interesting it's to see to what see. happens with him. Yeah, fair enough. All right, well, moving off,
0: uh, moving off the let's call them big fish, the big fish forwards that the Leafs would probably target in free agency and center. Let's take a look at like the middle six slash low cost acquisitions, and we'll try and breeze through these guys as quickly as we can. Um, but just let's let's start off with the trademarks. We kind of did that last time. Um, looking at it, there's kind of two aging centers that I think I'm going to put in a bucket together, and that's Adam Henrique and Scott Lawton. I think those guys. Are probably going to be your third line forward if they were to come to the team,
1: Adam <laughs> Henry funny not because so much of a fan on. Dom Lacission right, called Dom LeCision on the pdo cast called Scott Lawton the most mid player ever. he's just he's just okay
0: so so is that? <laughs> I thought, I thought Scott Lawton might be a good acquisition
1: at... He's okay. I mean, the, the I, he, line, but they're turning but, down first-round picks for him.
0: Okay, so if that's the acquisition cost, then yikes, get out of here. I thought this guy's going to be a low-cost like guy. He's worth, three,
1: he's worth $3 million.
0: I wasn't... Yeah, He's so, okay. And he's making three by three, and he's relatively older. He's 29 turning 30, I believe. So out on both these guys then?
1: Uh, for the acquisition cost, yeah. yeah. I yeah, think I would okay. pay his second-ish for him. I don't know, but... He's still okay. got term left. How much term is he got? Three years. Oh, wow I thought it was
0: yeah. only one yeah I think that's why they're the asking costs so high but also like do you really care about term if you're not getting value over uh value on this contract dollar probably not at least I don't think that
1: matters yeah, so if it's just like very okay it's like whatever yeah so let's 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 call
0: out on Henrik and Scott and just like that the center Henrik is too there. slow
1: you can't yeah, yeah he's just way I, too slow and he's a product yeah I, Troy I, Terry from what I watched
0: I really don't know what this team is going to do with their centermen's. Cause like, again, it's just not many up there. sexy ones available. So, uh, I'm starting to, after doing this, talking through this, I'm starting to lean towards John Tavares taking at center. So anyways, moving that's, on to that. That's what I was telling you. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh, a couple wingers I see as low cost acquisitions, probably because of the situations that they're in with the team, Kyler Yamamoto is someone who looks like it's probably gonna be a cap dump. Um, Warren Fogle, same suit. Edmonton wants to probably move off one or two of those guys. I heard Yamamoto might get even bought out. I heard bought out too. If it's che- if he's cheap, if you can get him cheap, like, and if them retaining half gets you Yamamoto for free, I wouldn't say no to that. Like, would you? Would they retain? That'd be interesting. So, um, well, like, so he's
1: at like three and a half right now. Three two three, five.
0: Three point one by one. And the reason why I said that they would retain is I don't know what the buyout structure would look like, but if the buyout is like. More than what they would ha- they would get at half retained, I could see them just get like dumping him half retained for free, right? Possibly, yeah. If if you're a team that's interested in him, so yeah, you at least, I'd it have to watch of more than
1: I'd have to watch more of him because like the production production wise, like where does he really like? To me, he's kind of like an awkward fit. Like, is he a defensive guy? Is he an offensive guy? Is he a puck carrier? I I haven't watched enough to make a determination. He's so, kind of like one. I, uh, of, he's one of yeah. those
0: guys, like not the same playing style, but like guys we've seen throughout the years of the Leafs of like those three mid three million dollar players who are just that's exactly what they are. Yeah, it's Sharon Govich, Andreas Janssen.
1: <laughs> Once you get into cap trouble,
0: happening. they're out of they're out the door. Exactly, they're <laughs> out the door. We 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 cannot afford those guys anymore. We can't afford to take a risk on those guys. So Warren Fogle, I think I'd be more willing to get because I think he has a. a How slight, much is he? He is two point seven five by one. So just. Ooh like 250k less but uh i think he has like a little bit of more of a defensive upside i want to say and i think he is a maybe a better scoring touch better i might score. be completely yeah, wrong but not that but not uh, much. exactly so again both guys are interested and then the last guy at barkley goudreau are you interested in that at all the guy who got that big ticket deal in free agency three point six four by 3.6 it's too years. much no, too much all right that's way
1: too much term
0: Last guy on the list, and this is a guy I think I'd want the least to get, and I think they'd probably get get them get him for relatively cheap. Um, his name is Ross Colton from the Tampa Bay Lightning. I our uh, our rivals, I guess. Are, are are we rivals with them? I don't know. Anyways, uh, yeah, Let's Ross Colton. So. He is twenty six years old. He's probably gonna get a qualifying offer. He's gonna get a qualifying offer at one point one two five, and that will walk him directly to Fringski. He's twenty six years old now. The reason why I bring him up is because I what do what do the Tampa lightning see in ross colton is it valuable for them to keep ross colton because the way i look at their roster construction he could potentially be on the fourth line right they don't go out and acquire a guy and pay the acquisition cost that they did for oh my goodness what's his name
1: tanner jeno
0: tanner jeno yeah yes yeah so they they don't go out and acquire a guy like tanner jeno uh for no reason right so their top nine is pretty much filled up with Tanner Janot. So, I mean, really? as there's there's only one spot for him and be on that third line with Janot and Paul, but I think they might take the value of Michael Isomont at 800K, who they played on the third line quite a bit uh, in the playoffs for the Tampa Bay Lightning. I think they'd rather mm-hmm. take the, the two years at 800K than walk Colton to free agency and get nothing for him. So I think what they, in their mind is they're going to ship him out. And I don't think they'll, I don't think you'll need a first round pick to get him. Honestly, I really don't. So if you, if you can get him for less than a first round pick, I'd be all over Ross Colton one. Cause I think he's a really good player, not really good, but I think he's a good enough player that he'd fit with the mold of this team. He has like, he has that two way ability that I think helps championship teams thrive in the playoffs. And he has the ability to potentially play center. He played center before. So this He's I think a it, little bit, yeah. He might be the perfect guy for the least to get. Any thoughts on him? And we would walk him right to free agency too.
1: Yeah, if you're forced to walk him to free agency and you can get him for less than a first, I think it's a decent dart throw. Why not? I, I yeah. just I wonder I I How old did you say twenty six? He's a ninety six born? Ninety six born, twenty six. He's a lot older than I thought. I don't know why right? I thought he was. He was a he was a late bloomer kind of thing. Yeah, he
0: came he came up three years ago. Only had, uh, he came up in the playoffs three years ago, and then yeah, first full season was
1: 21, 22. So what's very, his contract very like? One point two, you said.
0: So it's his qualifying offer is one point two five. Uh, yeah, for one year. So it would be so.
1: Um. Yeah, I would. And- I I wonder if you can get him for less than. A- I would think so, right? Yeah, the only problem is he's in arbitration That's a good right now. Contract.
0: Factor in, but he only thirty two points uh, and thirty nine points the last two years. I don't think he'll get a lot in arbitration. Thirty two
1: in eighty two or seventy seven or whatever. Thirty two and 81, 39 and seventy nine. Would Tampa be willing to give him up for that much? Because like, well, he's probably going to get like two or three in an arb. No, well,
0: it, I think he would probably get closer to two than three. But also if you're the Tampa Bay lightning, you also have Tanner, you know who you got to sign and you have how much cap space, 450 K cap space right now.
1: So, okay. Um, and they need to sign a couple So Hopefully times. you can take advantage of that. that I, I would like that. I think I Ross might be Colton's... off here, but yeah,
0: they, I think, uh, yeah,
1: that's quick math there, but yeah. Uh, so Ross say two Colton. mil. Yeah. Ross Colton. Second round pick for Ross. For a second and a third, probably. Yeah. yeah. I think that'd be Okay. Less than a first. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right. Moving off Bad. of uh, those middle six, low cost acquisition, acquisition, trade targets. Let's look at some free agents. And we'll brief these guys quickly because there's not that many yeah. really available that are interesting to me. Evan Rodriguez,
1: uh, I got to watch again, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, terrible finishing ability, pretty good skater. I mean, yeah, he was a pretty good skater, like in terms of speed and edge work and all of that. The one thing that was interesting watching him, he doesn't hit at muy- very much at all in the regular season. In the playoffs, he turns it up very nicely, and I like when he hits because like it was he did it quite effectively. It caused some caused a little bit of havoc here and there. Uh, but again, small player that's kind of easily knocked down doesn't really get to the net all that much. A decent playmaker, I would say, a pretty decent passer. Uh, one thing that I found very interesting, like again, as I mentioned, 412th in the league in shooting percentage on the power play, though, was second on the abs in goals per 60 on the power play. And that was all just came from the one timer. When he one times the puck, all of a sudden, all this velocity comes out of nowhere and he's able to put the puck in. But again, I think priced out from the Leafs in terms of 39 points in 60 some odd games, but he was playing like 17 something. Another guy I watched from the AS, JT Confer. A product of Nachushkin, I just got to say. was pretty good (laughs) at in tight getting open, but more so was just a product of Nachushkin. I didn't see enough physical skill from him to really fall in love with what he did. Like Defensive numbers were pretty good this year, but then when you looked at last year when he didn't have those great line mates, they weren't that good. So it was like... I don't know. I don't think he's a 52 point center. I'll tell you that for free. Yeah. JT Coffman he, oh, like an okay third line center. Yeah. And they can uh, kind of put the puck in around the net. He's the best like
0: young guy who's like fresh off their RFA deals, like young center available. I think right now. And he's, he's getting 95. Paid, like, one, right. So yeah. Yeah. He's 28. So he's projected to get like five by 5.3. 5.
1: That's so. way too much in my opinion. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, a little bit too much there. So, uh, moving on from those guys, I think the only other centers we can even touch on are Engvall, who we kind of touched on already.
1: He's a winger, too. And, and Teddy Bluge. Um, Engvall, I mean, think about it, Like, 15 five-on-five five goals this year he finished with. He's yeah. big. He he got some scoring ability, although it disappears at times because he's more of a, a distance shooter.
0: You're not um, going to lull
1: me back into, t- into wanting Engvall. I'm not going to allow like, you to do that. Transports the puck pretty well. <laughs> Again, like, he's just not like his thinking isn't quick enough at both ends of the ice, and he's not much of a playmaker. And he's just yeah. got that he's inconsistent at times. You want to at times you want to beat him up, even yeah. though he's six four. Yeah, so
0: fair enough. Uh, and then I guess last last wingers we can touch on. Uh, what about Mary? Miles Wood? Miles Wood, he's is a free it, agent. Is he a UFA?
1: Yes, 24, five on five points this year, 11 goals. I think Devils fans were very, very frustrated with him at times. It seemed like, um, he had that big, he had a two, again, this is another injury prone guy though. Like played 74 games this year, but I don't know what he played three games the year before. Yeah. What I, really is he, how healthy can he be? Was this year he was, was he slowed down this year from the hip injury? Like sometimes he's like, to go through a baseball reference, like Matt Chapman, from last year to this year, he was coming off hip injury. Like, I don't know. Does it make a difference? I'm not a doctor. I'm just making shit up.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm like more so out on Miles Wood because I think he'll yeah. probably be. I don't know. To how much do you think he'll cost? I just don't think he's that good, honestly. He has like. Oh yeah. He has this like okay. I, Wasn't it, wasn't it, didn't he score like nine goals at the beginning of the year? And then just, yes. (laughs) Like he, it seems like he's like, he was scratched in the playoffs. I believe. Yeah. He's like an incredibly hot shooter who had like 19 goals a year going a massive shooting percentage bump. He shot like 8%. So like to expect him to be like an above average shooter is like fool's gold, I think. And I don't think he has, I don't think he like, I don't know how good his shooting is, but like, does he have like playmaking ability? I don't really see the offensive upside there defensive. Like he's, he's not 2 way forward. It's like. For me, I think he's like fool's gold, honestly.
1: Interesting. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. What about uh, Thomas Tatar? Another devil.
0: Man, I don't know. I, I'd have to look more into Thomas Tatar, but I, I like remembering back of the player he was. Like for cheap, I wouldn't mind
1: him, but like it's not really someone. 15 five-on-five five goals this year. I mean, but in terms of this week free agency class, when you look at it, goals per 60, he's 15th. So then maybe I'd take a stab at him.
0: I mean, like he—he he seems like someone who's like damaged goods. I keep hitting my mic. Sorry. He seems like he's damaged goods because he's like,
1: uh, just never scores and, in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, the amount of teams he's been to, never score in the playoffs. His the whole like Vegas saga for him, where he was like traded, got a haul for him, then wild. like shipped him out almost immediately for nothing. I think like he's like a guy who you can surround with good players and maybe be like perform better than his contract, especially if he's going to go for cheap. So.
1: I don't know. I don't really know much okay. about
0: him, but like he screams like a guy like who could be undervalued because of the, the league perception of him. Uh, but his yeah, talent, okay. if, his if, talent if, if you can get him for
1: cheap, sure.
0: That's the. Big I mean, we said this, this two
1: years guys. ago though. And then he went for four, two, five. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> so my last name I have here is Ryan Donato. What do you think about him? Quite an interesting curve over the past four years.
0: Uh, I don't know. He's like a really weird player. Cause you like, look, interesting in Boston, like then seemed to fall out of favors. I think it was a San Jose. Uh And then yep. like kind of had a little mini Renaissance with the uh, Seattle Kraken. I don't think he's more than like, a, I don't think he's someone you want to be playing on your third line. I think his best suit is like a fourth line player where he can kind of be the best player on the ice and perform well. I haven't watched a lot of him, so I don't really know too much about yeah, it. Maybe you can hear here. more about I haven't,
1: him. I haven't dug into him a ton. I just have here on my free agency list, like, Five on five goals per 60. He's second actually behind Jason Zucker. Yeah, that's one. He's always
0: had that high
1: upside of goal scoring. I remember being really fascinated with him. Except for one year, Minnesota, he had five goals one year and his shooting percentage dropped from like typically 14 to five. I don't know what the hell happened in Minnesota, but then was right back up with the Kraken.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, like, if we're looking, like, it's been a pl- a problem for this team for a while. Is like the the depth guys who you want to be able to put up points. Like this is a guy who can is a depth player who can score. Like shooting at a ten like eleven percent clip. Sorry, ten percent clip on his career is an above, like ab- about above. Yeah. I think that's above average league shooting percentage. So in a fourth I line role, so that's pretty good. Like I mean, what is he? He had sixty five goals in three hundred twenty five games as like a fourth line player and averaging like he only gets like 12 minutes a night. Like that's, yeah. It's like, why does he
1: get 12 minutes a night? But when, then when you look at also like points per 60 at five on five, he was sixth. So it's a guy. I would like to look into more to see why is this guy playing fourth line, but this is some interesting hidden numbers here. Are they not?
0: Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It's something that we definitely should be taking a stab at and,
1: Especially if you at, it like, doesn't cost very much, right? Yeah, especially
0: no. if he's super cheap. I mean, anyone else you want to mention on this list here? Or?
1: Um, nobody huge. Yeah, All I right. think that was it. Maybe Dan Heinen. I mean, again, that's just another mid player though. Like he was, he's very okay.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap it up then. If you made it this far, thank you so much for yeah. listening. Uh, make sure you drop a comment on which of the players you like that we've mentioned. And if you, we missed out on any of your favorite UFA or trade targets, why don't you drop them below? Send us trade, trade uh, mock trades for these guys. If you want whatever you want in the comment section, fire it down below, smash the like button on the way out, hit the subscribe button as well. And ring that notification bell to be notified when we drop the defenseman video on Friday. So, I mean, it's the draft day today. Let's hope for the like, before we go, yeah. Quick question. Do do the Leafs draft in the first round or are we gonna see a trade back? What do we think?
1: I'm I'm just gonna stick with trade back, in my opinion. Right.
0: I'm I'm going with that as well. I think uh is gonna do the McMahon struck down down to the Watch draft for maybe table.
1: Colorado. Colorado now has the 31st pick. Maybe they want to trade up.
0: Yeah, maybe. We'll or maybe see. we do maybe we do something like we did with uh, Mirazic last year in a trade back scenario to dump more salary. So <laughs> oh, anyways,
1: yeah. uh I think anyways. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. Hey, right, thanks everyone for listening. Goalies go.